Barrel Podcast number 334 for Wednesday, December 26th, 2020. A very happy Boxing Day to you, Macworld Podcast listeners. Yes, Boxing Day. Uh, I'm host Philip Michaels. We're here at the Macworld Podcast studios. And doubtlessly, uh, you are spending today playing around with the new iOS device uh, that you have that you got under the tree yesterday or earlier this month if you celebrate Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to you. Um, Or if you don't have an iOS device, let's just pretend that you do because our topic today is all the great apps in the App Store that if you have that new iOS device, you should put on the iPhone or iPad or or iPod Touch if, if that's how you roll. And I have a panel of app experts with me. Joining me today is uh, Leah Yamshan. Hi. Hi, Phil. And Armando Rodriguez. Hello, Armando. Hey, Phil. You you know something about iOS apps. I do, because I have a lot of iOS devices. Well, that's terrific. And you and we, we might even take some time to talk about Android apps, too, since you know a thing or two what? about those. What? Blasphemy. Well, we, we serve all kinds here at the Macworld Podcast. And and finally, joining me from a, a free-floating plane in, in orbit around the Macworld Podcast studio, it's Lex Friedman. Hello, Lex. Hi, Phil. How are you? I, I am very well. And and yourself? I'm great. I, I finished celebrating Hanukkah, so I got all my new iOS devices already. Well, then, let's start <laughs> off with you, uh, Lex. I, I assume now you have eight devices for each night of the Festival of Night. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. So, yes, obviously. So... How many app, what, what apps are you putting on your your multitude of iOS devices uh, as we sit here chatting so amicably? Now the the truth is, Phil, I have hundreds of apps on my on my iPad and iPhone, and that's mostly your fault because originally you were the guy who assigned me all the iPhone app reviews I wrote, and I just never deleted any of them. But the ones that I use the most all sit on my home screen, and um, I mean the the first apps that I install pretty much on every iOS device I have are things like Words with Friends and Letterpress Letterpress for uh, for word based gaming. Now, t- t- talk a little bit about those games for people who are not familiar with either. Type. Sure. Let's assume. I-, I think we can assume that Words with Friends is fairly uh, ingrained into the, the popular <laughs> imagination as it's been around for quite a bit. But Letterpress for people who aren't on Twitter and have to hear about people tweeting their Letterpress games all the time, <laughs> as I do. T- tell us a little bit about that. So Letterpress is uh, presents a, a five by five grid of letters, and unlike Scrabble or Scrabble type games, it doesn't matter uh, which letters you use. You know, more uh, rarer letters aren't worth more points or anything, and you can play any letter that's anywhere on the board. And the idea is you're going to try to form words, taking turns with your opponent, and it combines that sort of word assembly element from Scrabble and Words with Friends with a. Uh, a risk or strategery style element of needing to dominate as much of the game board contiguously as you can. Strategery is another fine iOS game that you can <laughs> you can download. I should point out. You, I thought you would like if I slipped that in. Yes, it, it sounds a little bit like Boggle. Then, uh, yes, you're that. right. It's it's Boggle's probably an even closer comparison than than Words with Friends or Scrabble. It's it's basically Boggle plus strategery or risk, as you say. Mm-hmm. And it takes advantage of the uh, Game Center feature in iOS? 
It does. It integrates with Game Center. So you can you add your friends with the Game Center app and then you can challenge friends or strangers in Letterpress. And uh, I get roundly defeated. I used to be great at Letterpress and then everybody else got better at it and I stayed exactly the same. <laughs> so now I am merely mediocre at Letterpress. So I usually get beaten, but I still have a fun time playing it. And uh, mostly do you play against people you know or do you take advantage of the play with strangers feature? As a man with no friends, I, I, feel that <laughs> I, I have to ask that. The truth is I tend to play more with friends, people I know, because I found that with uh, Game Center random connections, you get one of two things. You get very, very bad players, which are fun to beat once or twice, but then it gets kind of boring. Or you get clearly cheating friends, and that's also boring in the opposite way. So besides word games, what what uh, what do you uh, recommend to the, the new iOS device owner or the existing iOS device owner who's got one of those fancy iTunes gift cards to, uh, to spend? Well, there are three apps that come to mind right away, uh, and those are GarageBand, which is Apple's $5 app for creating music and recording yourself and using all sorts of fun virtual instruments. So you get a virtual guitar and keyboard and bass and drums and all those things. And I like it and my kids like it, so that's good. Uh, there's HBO Go, uh, which I'll sort of pair with Netflix because they're both the same concept. If you subscribe to one of those services, if you have HBO or if you have Netflix, you can watch their content on your iPad or iPhone. And I pretty much... Uh, my wife, for example, doesn't want to watch The Wire. It's too violent for her, but I want to watch The Wire. So while she watches, say, Once Upon a Time on TiVo, I hold the iPad and headphones and watch The Wire. Uh, and then the the other for pay app that I'll mention that I really enjoy is uh, NetBot. I'm sure that many of our readers are already familiar with NetBot, but just in case, NetBot is... Uh, from the makers of Tweetbot, and it looks a whole lot like Tweetbot, but it's for use with the app.net microblogging social network, app.net being the sort of uh, paid competitor to Twitter, where you pay a, a monthly or annual fee to gain access to a microblogging network that then in turn does not have sponsored posts and advertisements and things. So if you use that service or want to use that service, for me, my favorite way to connect to it is with the NetBot app, which is sold separately for iPhone and iPad. Now, uh, your mentioning of GarageBand uh, brings up a question. Do you use that primarily on your iPad or do you use it on the iPhone? Because uh, many of these apps that we're talking about here work, uh, work on either device, uh, but some are better suited to the larger screen of the iPad than others. I just wondered if you had any thoughts on that. Boy, GarageBand is kind of terrible on the iPhone. I mean, I love the app. I think it's an awesome app, and I use it a lot. Um, but, yeah, I almost never use it on the iPhone. The only time I load GarageBand on the iPhone is when I'm handing the phone off to a four-year-old or the two-year-old in my life. Otherwise, if I'm going to actually use it because I want to try to create something, I'm going to use it on the iPad. Mm. Too cramped. Too cramped on the iPhone. So uh, iPhone users, that, that, that last bit wasn't for you. Right. Uh, Leah, what apps come to mind for you when, when someone says, hey, what should, I, what should I put on my iOS device? Well, in light of um, the Apple Maps fiasco when iOS 6 came out earlier this year, I always would recommend a mapping app first. Now, luckily, we have Google Maps back. Um, oh, yes, we do. It has, Best it, day ever. It uses the same data, although it has a new interface. So now we can get turn-by-turn um, turn on Google Maps where before we could not. 
Um, so I've been using the new Google Maps app, and I like it. Um, but I also really like Waze for driving directions. That's W-A-Z-E. Mm -hmm. um, and we've talked about that before. That is a crowdsourced uh, traffic app. So basically, you're, uh, you're uh, uh, driving along. You see a traffic jam. You report it via Waze, and then that takes that information and, and sends it out to all the other app users and sort of helps them calculate new ways of getting home. H have I summed up the app? Uh, oh, and it gives you yes. points for every time you report something. Right. And yeah. Then you and go it's added ranks. other features in the past year, such as helps you find cheap gas on your route. And, right. Or near enough to your route to make it worth your while to take a little side trip. All sorts of things like that. I, I believe there's another new feature that basically – allows people even if they don't necessarily use the app to like get get rides from you or arrange to or I think kind of a chauffeuring I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't checked it, that it's very, out it, yet it, but it, that's an app that that's made a lot of interesting feature additions in the past year or so if you tried it before and we're we're sort of iffy on it I think that's a, a really good recommendation I I've 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 hijacked your entire segment That's okay I, <laughs> You don't sound like Leah at all No I don't No she she has a cold. I do. It's my <laughs> so. My deep what what voice. else besides Waze and and Google Maps? Um, for the iPhone, I also would recommend getting a camera app like Camera Plus, which has some really cool in app editing tools that um, are much more professional, I guess you would say, than um, what already comes loaded with Apple's in house camera app. Um, and it's less kitschy. It's not like um, Instagram or Hipstamatic or any of the filter apps. This one has more um, robust photo editing features, um, I would say. And because I barely even use a regular point-and-shoot camera anymore, um, I like having something a little bit more hardcore right on my phone. Um, in terms of the iPad, I really like this app called um, Flipbook. And uh, Flipbook is – it kind of has like a magazine feel to it, but you can pull your different R, um, RS feeds. You can pull your blogs that you read. Um, you can put Twitter right in there, that, Facebook. That, let, me, let, me, let me interrupt you. Is that Flipbook or Flipboard? Oh, I'm sorry, Flipboard. Flipboard, I was everybody. Thinking of, um, <laughs> I was thinking of two different apps at the same time. But I'm uh -huh. talking about Flipboard. Flipboard. My apologies. No, no problem. Um, no, but it's really great, especially for... All of you currently downloading Flipbook, stop. <laughs> yeah, just stop it right now. Just stop. <laughs> Flipboard. Mm -hmm. um, no, but it's really cool because you can flip it as you would a traditional magazine. Um, you can kind of zoom in on certain images. Um, it presents content in a really nice package um, and I use that on my iPad daily now my one my one complaint about that app because um, I used it for a while is I found the 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 content um, that that flipboard selected for me based on my interest kind of it it grabs blogs and it it is uh, some of it gets repetitive because it's it's going to sources that are writing about the same things and it, it and it doesn't do a lot uh, in the way of long reads or, mm -hmm. or in-depth stories. Oh yeah, I don't use it for for those sorts of things. Right. I use that more for short, um, shorter posts and photo viewing. And I actually don't ever look at um, what Flipboard recommends to me. I've ha -ha. just programmed my own. I've just Take pulled my own um, sources in there because you can customize your own boards to follow. Well, so that's what I've done. And that's well, how my I use mistake it. then is apparently being a <laughs> sheep you, you who can, doesn't question. You can use it in the way that you described, but I, 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 I never I know. wouldn't recommend that. No, I think your your way is the way to go. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if I wanted longer read stories, I could download Instapaper or Readability. Right. Yeah. Which are two other excellent apps. Mm -hmm. uh, Armando. 
So I'm you like, look like you have something to say. I do. I have lots of things to say. I'm like Lex. I have a lot of. I have hundreds and hundreds of apps on my various iOS devices, and they're not because of you, Phil. They're because I'm a sad, lonely person who downloads apps in their free time. Uh, so I, people, I agree with many of the things in the sentence I, that you just said. I, yeah. So I'm going to start off with things for the iPad um, because I use a lot of apps for my iPad. Um, for productivity sake, for getting work done, I would recommend Pages. Um, I know some people have a love-hate relationship with Pages, but I really like the app on the iPad. I've actually written articles on the app on the iPad. And now that it has a new update that lets it do track changes, it's more valuable than it was before. And it works with Microsoft Word, so all those work documents you got. We'll I'm not. I'm there. not a fan of the uh, the Mac OS version of Pages, but mm-hmm. I I really do think that the iOS version is quite an improvement over that. Oh well, I use both, so it and works out for me. And now we're going to get letters from Cupertino. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, let's see. Besides the whole obvious, Spotify's you have your Dropboxes, which Dropbox mm-hmm. is a really valuable app. If you don't know about it, it lets you. Um, sync files and folders between your iOS devices, your desktop at home, your desktop at work, your laptop, your Android devices, if you have any of those, and puts all your files in the cloud, which... Certainly, if you're if you're if you're a user of a service like Dropbox or an Evernote yeah. or any of these things, there are lots of free iOS clients that, um, uh, if you've just gotten your iOS device, you should check out and see. Um, see if they're out there and uh, and add them. And Dropbox is certainly a good one to, to right. have on. Right. Not so good if you don't use Dropbox. <laughs> yeah. If you don't use Dropbox, it might be useless that's, to you. <laughs> that, that's my expert tip to you, listener. If you don't use the service, don't download the app. Yes. Thank you. Don't download the app if you don't use it. Mm-hmm. What else, Armando? Oh, geez. What else? What else? I'm going through my piles and piles of apps that I have everywhere. Uh, there is – if you're – there is Snapseed for photo editing. It recently went free, and it has a lot of a uh, nice filter. It, it does more than just like put off filters on things. It lets you um, adjust contrast. It lets you adjust brightness. It lets you adjust saturation with just simple little gestures. So you don't have to like, you know, be an expert in how to use something like Photoshop to, to work with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a Photoshop app, but um, that costs ten dollars, and it's. Pretty good for what it does. It's just, you know, it costs $10. So save yourself some change and get Snapseed instead. There's also Apple's iPhoto. iPhoto is really, really well done. I like iPhoto on the iPad, not on the iPhone, though, at all. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, transitioning, uh, Macworld has recently uh, (laughs) awarded its App Gems of the Year. You can read about that on the website. You can also pick up the February 2013 issue of Macworld, either in your mailbox if you're a subscriber or at fine booksellers everywhere. Very shortly, it will be available on the newsstand. And uh, you can read all about the 21 apps and two Hall of Famers that we uh, that we picked for this past year. Uh, Leah, you were heavily involved with that. Yes, uh, I was. Well, uh, any standouts there that, that, that – uh, that I, I mentioned this because iPhoto was among one of the, the apps mm-hmm. that we that we picked this year. Well, I really like iPhoto on um, the iPad mm-hmm. for um, editing once I've already put some photos on there. And once you're done, you can just put it in a slideshow and scroll through your photos and share them with people easily. So that's um, a nice feature about it. Um, but my favorite by far of our app gems this year is Clear, which is a really handy, um, simple to-do list app. Um, 
it's just really, really simple. It organizes everything by color, so you can drag and drop um, your items like based on their priority. Um, and it all is based around um, iOS's gestures. So you swipe a certain way to delete it. You swipe another way to uh, just cross it off to have it stay on your list. You double tap to add a new item. You can pull down to add an item to the top of your list, tap on the bottom to add an item at the bottom of your list, um, pinch apart to add something in the middle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's just really, really um, – it was designed very well, and I like it, and I use it all the time. Among uh, some of the other App Gem winners that we've mentioned today, uh, uh, Letterpress, which I think Lex uh, talked about, and um, let me just flip. I'm flipping through the magazine as we talk, readers. Uh, he got it from the future. Netbot. Is Netbot, the yes. Netbot is there uh, for those of you who like paying for um, your microblogging services. That paying for your Twitter. Freely <laughs> available like Twitter. Um <laughs> Travelers will also um, will really like Hitmonk if you haven't used it already. Oh, yes. Um, Hitmonk is great. You can search for flights and hotels through the app, and it presents it in this like timeline rather than just this list that you scroll through. And it also integrates with your calendar. So right. if you have something on your calendar um, that overlaps with a flight you're looking at, you'll get a little notification so that you don't book it then. This is, um, this is one of those um, apps like Waze that made a lot of changes in the past year, the the Calendar integration um, was one of the additions, um, as was uh, it added hotel uh, searching mm -hmm. capability. Mm -hmm. The hotel searching one is really nice with the calendar integration because it will tell you if a hotel is near where you have an event scheduled on your calendar. Say if you're you're traveling for business, as, as many of us will be next month with CES, you can find out how <laughs> close your hotel is to the Las Vegas Convention Center. So it's it's um, it's a really nicely done app totally free and um uh it, it works equally well on the iphone and ipad though obviously with the ipad's greater screen real estate it's uh it's uh fun to use on that that device and for the you know, looking at the uh the list of app gems there are three more that strike me as ones that i'm just totally enamored of well share lex friedman <laughs> i would be delighted uh two of them are games and i don't even consider myself an active iOS gamer, but there you go. Uh, the first one is The Room, which is this, uh, it's it's basically a, a 3D kind of puzzle game uh, implemented in a, in a manner reminiscent of some computer games of old. Uh, I think Dan Morin, uh, our colleague, compared it to a game called Dune that I had never played. Um, but basically in The Room, you've got this room where it's a surprisingly enough, inside of which is a, a three-dimensional safe free to explore, and your goal is to break into it. And the game has a storyline explaining why you're trying to get into the safe and what the whole point is. The storyline is is borderline dreck, but the actual gameplay itself of figuring out, you know, hey, this part of the safe's table leg sort of thing is actually a screw, and if I unscrew it, I'll expose something else, and then I can grab that key that's hidden inside a hidden compartment and unlock a secret keyhole that I didn't see before, filled with, you know, that kind of stuff, and it's literally... Uh, three or four hours of gameplay all told. Uh, and every person I've shown the game to ends up getting, you know, sucked into it completely and and needs to figure out the finish line. Um, I think it's iPad only. And uh, the developers promise that more levels are coming or more chapters of the story are coming. That hasn't happened yet. But even with just the, the, the three or four hour story that's there right now, I found it uh, really just a great game. 
the other game that I see on the list that I would want to highlight now is Toka Train. Really, I would want to highlight the whole Toka Boca collection. And Phil, as you know well, uh, Toka Boca makes apps for kids. Yes, they um, do. My, and I have my daughter wanders around, and when she wants to play with my iPad, will look at me and go Toka Boca in her cute, <laughs> adorable little voice. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a, a six-year-old and a four-year-old and an almost two-year-old, and all three of them love uh, a variety of Toka Boca apps. And Toka Train, the one that we're selecting, is awesome, particularly if you read Phil's review on MacWorld where he mentions it, because he talks about not just playing the game with his daughter, but literally telling stories about the different passengers who come on the train and go off the train about where they're going and what they're doing and why they're they are or aren't in a hurry that day. Uh, I will admit that before I read Phil's review where he mentioned doing that, my kids just sort of played the game and had some fun. But once we added the stories, it really took on another dimension. Um, the the nice my... thing about the Toka apps, and this is also true of um, Toka Tea Party, which is one of the offerings, um, is that that they're essentially digital play sets. It's like in, in, in olden times, children, you used to have your toys out on the floor and you would play with them however you want. And what Tokaboka basically does with a lot of its apps is uh, move that to the, 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 the iPad so that there's no parts to clean up afterwards. And exactly. it's delightful. And if you're looking for a list of Tokaboka apps, I mean, my kids endorse ones like Toka Hair Salon, Toka store where you sort of run the cash register and buy different items. Toka tailor where you basically dress up various girls and boys in cute and clever outfits. That, that one doctor. I find is better for the for older kids. That's uh, true. Then uh, my daughter is two and she likes hair salon and train, but uh, Toka tailor is a little bit with the pinching and the zooming a little bit beyond her uh, her skill set at this point. Yeah, so that that one you're right, finer motor skills. Mm-hmm. And um the the third app that I see on the list that I think is worth mentioning here is is Drafts. Um I think we classify it as a productivity app, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's um <laughs> I'm sure the developer would not describe it this way, and it's probably a terrible way to describe it, but I sometimes think of it a little bit as a personal Twitter. It's kind of like stickies on the Mac for folks who used or still use stickies, uh, where it's really good at making very short notes and jotting them down. Um, you can, it, the app is built to launch very quickly so that, you know, you've got whatever it is you're trying to remember in your head, you launch the app, there it is, you can type it in. And then once you've saved your note, it's just there and you can share it. You can post it on Twitter or Facebook. You can email it to yourself. You can make a calendar event out of it. You can turn it into a reminder. There's a whole lot of things you can do with it, but it's basically like a a holder for any little bits of textual data that you want to store or remember. And then you can just fire it off anywhere. You can share it with a million other apps. Well, probably literally more like 50 other apps um, and services. And uh, I just find it very useful when there are little bits that I want to remember, but don't necessarily want to put on my reminders list or tuck away in the abyss that is the notes app on my iOS devices. Now, uh, Armando, you were going to say something before Lex so rudely interrupted you with all that information. He's the Thank worst you, right. Thank you, Lex. Worst Always a pleasure to interrupt Armando. Well, because I'm always focused on the iPad. Uh, Paper, which is a an app that I think we've covered many times on Macworld, and it's a fan favorite of, I believe, Serenity Caldwell. And an app gem winner. And an app gem winner. Um, it basically gives you uh, notebooks that you can – if you have a stylus, which this app works best with the stylus, um, you can doodle, draw, create works of art, and you can buy – there's in-app purchases that let you buy more notebooks, more tools that you can use inside of the app. 
the app itself is free, but you know it works best after you've bought all the in-app purchases, and you get to explode your creativity all over your iPad and use it as a makeshift piece of paper and tablet thing. Very well, beautiful app. Would Would you like? Shall we Shall we make this our Android corner? By okay. the way, okay, I could do my Android corner now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> On the off chance, I'm sure there are listeners out there who you know. Like to hear about this iOS stuff, or but like maybe me they, and have an Android or, phone, or and have live an in the Android Mac phone world. and an iPad. So, so yeah. they they need stuff to put on their their devices. What would you suggest, they Armando? Do. They do. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of apps, a lot of lot of apps I would recommend. Um, but if you really need a to do app and you want something that looks really good and is functional, AnyDo is my choice for productivity, um, which is also available on the iOS. It is also available on iOS. Um, Great looking app. It basically uses natural language detection to um, when you enter in your checklist item. So if you say meet with so and so, if you have a friend named so and so, next Tuesday, it will automatically recognize next Tuesday is next week and put the date accordingly. Um, it will also do times and things like that. And you can do voice input, which is nice and set priorities for things. Um, it's really plain, straightforward. It looks clean. It's Great for if you just want to make a checklist on the go and knock some stuff off, you know. Uh, let's see. For getting news and information, there is Zite, one of my favorite news apps ever. Available on iOS. And yes. it was an App Gems winner last year. Yes, and I wanted to mention that too. Okay. Um, the iPad app um, and iOS and the iPhone app are great. The Android app works really well um, too. Uh, if you, it lets you basically aggregate a bunch of your interests, and it will pull stories based on your Twitter feed, your Facebook feed, and if you have it, Google Reader, um, and will tailor things to you, and will learn like which kinds of stories you like to read, and give you more stories that are in that vein. Let's see. For games, there's Bad Piggies, which is also available on iOS, and it's Rovio's. Well, not their latest because they released Angry Birds Star Wars recently. Mm-hmm. Um, their second to latest penultimate latest. penultimate latest uh game where you take the side of the piggies and it's up to you to you know get the eggs and you build strange little contraptions and it's all sorts of zany fun it works better on a tablet phones work too but you know you like the bigger space mm-hmm. uh let's see what else is there for let me think of something that's tablet specific or well, actually this isn't tablet specific but it's another game that phil actually introduced me to uh, Ski Safari. Oh, I was gonna. You're taking all my stuff, but go ahead. <laughs> Take that, Phil. <laughs> go ahead. No, Ski Safari is loads of fun. Um, you are. It's one of those infinite run games. You know, like uh, jet, joy, Jetpack Joyride, Temple Run, where you're just going to the right side of the screen the entire time, and if you're a skier. You get to jump over. Yetis you're you're being chased like by an avalanche. You got to make it down the hill. If you don't make it down the hill, the game ends. Right, and you and will kill lots and lots of time just playing this game. Right, and the, the thing I like about Ski Safari, I'm, I know this is true on iOS. I assume that it's also true on Android. Is those guys just update the heck out of it? They, they always do. They add yeah. new new hills. They add new new power packs. And it's also a great game in that there are in-app purchases if you want to go that route, but you really never have to, yeah. to spend anything because you can collect enough coins just playing the game naturally to uh, to, to boost up your, your player without having to uh, part with real cold cash. Right. So it's fun. You don't have to spend any extra money. Mm-hmm. So everyone's taken the, the apps that I was going to talk about as the, as the App Gem Award winners. Um, I would uh, throw in the National Parks app, 
I'm just I want to get its official title. We still have parks? Yes, we still have. I believe it's National Parks by National Geographic. Well, thank you. (laughs) National Parks by National Geographic. Again, one of those apps that it really depends what device you use it on as to how you'll feel about it. Because the first time I I tested it, I I ran it on the iPhone, and I was all, well, this this is all right. But the iPad, it really takes advantage of the the screen space. It has... um, uh, uh, listings for I want to say half of the na- not e- well barely half of the national parks some of the big ones um, and uh, if you like photography there's lots of photography tips on where to uh, get those great shots and how to, to to collect them at the national parks there's lots of uh, park information and it's a dynamically updating app where it will bring in weather information about the park or how far away you are from the park. Um, if you're uh, if you're traveling, that's mostly useful for the iPhone version. But it's a it's a really well put together app, and uh, I, I recommend it. Um, this didn't win last year; it's won before. But um, I always uh, want to throw in a a, a a a nice word for Local Eats, which is a great app to have on your on your phone if you do a lot of traveling and, like me, like to eat. And like to not eat at, at, at a chain restaurant when you're traveling. Like to try out new things. This, I've seen uh, you at McDonald's before. Well, <laughs> yes, but I'm not proud of that time in my life. Um, and this will point you in the direction of places where local people actually like to eat. So um, I used it uh, when on a trip to Boston earlier this year, and it uh, I, I, I didn't have one bad meal in that city, and that's entirely thanks to the Local Eats app. Um, I wanted to wrap up um, by throwing a curveball at my panelists and sort of talking about the trends that we saw in apps in 2012 that that were encouraging. One good trend of of app development. I'll get us started. Um, I really like the apps now that sort of augment um, you doing other things like watching TV programs or or such. Uh, You sort of sync up your iPhone or your iPad um, as you sit down to watch a program. The app that I used this year was um, uh, Monty Python's Holy Book of Days, which is a supplemental app to the Monty Python and the Holy Grail movie, where if you've got a Blu-ray uh, disc player and are watching Holy Grail, you can sync it up, and the app will summon up uh, a background on the scene that you're watching. It's really cleverly done. There are a bunch of apps out there right now for shows like Next Iron Chef, uh, I believe the WWE has an app that will sync up as you watch the wrestling so that you can interact with the program. It's a really um, uh, encouraging trend, I think, that app makers are doing to where it broadens your iOS device beyond just this this self-contained thing into into the great wider world. And I'll, with that, I'll throw it out to the panelists. Any trends you see in app development that you like? I've been seeing Armando. A, I've been seeing a lot of social apps, like apps just that, that don't even have to be like social network based. They're just even more social than they were before. Or there's a lot of things like that are going on with discoverability, um, like Foursquare when they redid their app and made it so that it was more about exploring your locale. Um, those kinds of trends are nice to see, where it's more about exploring the world around you than you know just. I'm going to share this link to you and you're just going to show up on your Facebook page and that kind of stuff needs to go away. But, you know, exploring your surroundings is always nice. And that's what I was going to make mention of when you were talking about local leads. Mm-hmm. Lex, Leah? Well, one thing that occurs to me is that I'm starting to see, and I think it's going to be a slow process because it's it's tough on developers, uh, is this uh, adoption of 
more cleverly implemented freemium approaches. So when you make your app free, but then try to you know have a business model where you make money from in-app purchases, uh, the historical approach in the short history of the App Store has been you make your game or app really severely crippled so that it's not enjoyable to use unless people start paying you money for it. So it's free but lousy, and then you pay to make it be not so lousy. But uh, you know, Letterpress is the the prime example that comes to mind right now, where you can play and enjoy the game uh, with uh, no gameplay limitations for free, um, but you'll quickly find yourself addicted to the game and wanting to be able to support more than just two games at a time. And so then you play, pay the ninety-nine cent in-app purchase to unlock the ability to have multiple games at once. Um, but that way, you you don't feel like you have no idea how to play the game or what the gameplay is like before you buy. And uh, you know the 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 games that you can support, the two multiple games at a time, um, work. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's, you, you know, there's, there's no limitation on how much you can enjoy those games when you're playing them. And then when you're ready, you pay that, that buck to unlock it. And I think that sort of approach of saying, you know, how can we make this in-app purchase uh, profitable for me as a developer so that I can keep supporting this app or making other apps or whatever, but not how can I make it so offensive that people who thought they were going to get this app for free are now completely disappointed by what they get when they download it and realize how hampered it is. Leah. So I that, that was Lex, whoa. by the way, who was answering that last question. <laughs> In case there was any confusion. Yes. Um, I've seen a lot of apps that start out as simple mobile apps that have now um, grown into more, um, I guess, developers are kind of trying to build these apps into the broader Apple ecosystem as it is. Um, we've seen apps that have started out just for your mobile device, and now they have Mac clients as well. Um, Tweetbot got a Mac client this year, so did Clear. Um, and while these apps might not work as well on the Mac, it's nice to see things that sync more seamlessly between your desktop and your mobile device. So you can really can have all of your data with you um, wherever you're traveling. It just makes life really a lot easier for us all, I think. The iCloud integration yeah, thing. Yeah, and the iCloud integration yeah. as well, too. Um, and I've seen a lot in the photo realm as well, um, especially things that create um, GIFs and short videos. So this year we saw, um, we were introduced to Cinemagram and Echograph, which are two mobile apps that let you create um, GIFs right on your phone and then upload them places. And I think that we'll be seeing a lot more content creation apps um, in the next year as well, too. And that, um, I think, is a good note to end on. That's the year in apps, everyone. That's Yay. everything you need to know about, uh, about iOS apps in about 30 minutes' time. So you can get back to your Boxing Day festivities. What do you do on Boxing Day, Phil? You, Happy holidays. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a roast. You uh, give your, 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 your servants ha uh, get their gifts. It's very, it's lovely. <laughs> I don't also, know what you do on Boxing Day. You go to the stores and you return all the stuff that you don't want. Yes, but don't return your apps, people. No, don't, don't return your apps. Because you can't. And, <laughs> or if, you, and if you download device. the apps we've told you to in this podcast, you won't return your apps. You won't return your iOS device if you download the apps we recommended. No, yeah. you certainly won't. <laughs> I'd like to thank you, Armando Rodriguez. And I'd like to thank you, Leah Yamshon. And I'd like to thank you, Lex Friedman. Well, you're all very... <laughs> <laughs> and you listener have a happy holiday whether it's boxing day or some other holiday that you've made up uh Lemur day yes ha happy labor day everyone and uh we'll see you 
in 2013. <laughs>